I was doing mm. a walk at a home in a million dollar house. And then the Lord speaks to me. He's like, ask the man if he's a Jew. I was like, okay, <laughs> like, like we're almost done. And the Lord is like, ask him if he's a Jew. Like he's not letting go. So I go, excuse me, um, sir, are you a Jew? And he like stops and looks at me like this. And he's like, that's actually a very hidden secret in my family. Wow. So that basically was the Lord showing me like, no, you, you didn't stop doing ministry. Mm -hmm. I just expanded your territory. Welcome to the Virtual Bridge Podcast with Miguel and Michelle. Thanks for tuning in. It's always a pleasure to be of service to you wherever you may be. You know, it's wonderful that we get to connect by means of this Virtual Bridge podcast to remind you that God loves you. He is for you. Keep God first place. Yes, and today we're super excited about our today's guest. She is a powerful woman of God. She is the author of Overcoming Anxiety with Joy of the Lord. She is a realtor, entrepreneur, businesswoman, Wonder Woman, <laughs> who has so much insight and knowledge, and we believe that she is going to add value to you guys. So welcome, Chantel. God bless you, everyone. Thank you so much, guys, for having me. I love the applause there. I feel like it's the angels of heaven Amen. cheering us on. I hope that this time is a blessing to you, that you just become encouraged in the Lord, and more than just encouraged, but really empowered in everything that the Lord has for you. Yes, amen. That is so awesome. We want to honor the Lord right now with a prayer, because we do like to put God and the Holy Spirit in, in the center of everything that we do. So before I give that prayer, I, I want to read a little bit of scripture. And in, in 1 John 3, um, 16, it says, this is how we know how love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. So right now, dear Heavenly Father, we come to you, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Father God. Father God, we thank you, Father God, for the sacrifice of your son, Father God, because through, through his blood that he shed on the cross, Father God, and through his stripes, Father God, we are healed, yes. Father God. We thank you, Father God, for salvation, Father God. Father God, we honor you with this time right now, Father God. Holy Spirit of the living God, have your way right now. Have your way, Holy Spirit. Let it be you that guides us, Holy Spirit, so that you may touch many people, Father God. Send your word, Father God, to wherever you want it to send, Father God. Father God, we, we love you and we honor you in the mighty name of Jesus, Father God. We thank you for this time and we honor you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Chantel, welcome. It's a pleasure to have you and, and we're so honored that you said yes. And, you know, yes. just let the listeners know a little bit about yourself so they, so they can start getting to know you. Well, I was actually thinking about this, like what title or what should I, how should I describe myself? And... Honestly, the only thing that really came to mind, even though I can probably drop like 20 titles, but the most important title that I have is I'm just a woman at the feet of Jesus. Mm. Come like, on. Yes. That's literally like everything else is just a far fifth, a far tenth, whatever. Um, but really, mm. my life is just about laying it down at his feet. Like I'm mm. really just a woman, another woman that is at the feet of Jesus and I am breaking the alabaster box mm. of my life and pouring yes. my oil on his feet. Wow, Everything, like whatever 
And that's basically the testimony of my life. It's like I lay it down at his feet wow. over and over. You know, the Bible talks about us going from glory to glory. Yeah. And that is like from surrender to surrender. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that's really how you obtain the glory of God is just surrender. Yes. You know, um, yeah. I don't want to get preaching too hard here so soon, <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but you know what? I'm just, this one's for free. I'm just going to tell you, you know, at the cross of Jesus at the cross, you know, the enemy will always come in and try to tell you that there's other ways to obtain what God has for you. Just mm. the way the enemy tempted Jesus, you know, um, the enemy came to Jesus and was like, if you bow down to me, I'll give you all this. Mm. If you, turn this stone into bread and then mm-hmm. I'll give you this. And, or, you know, because he knew the weaknesses that Jesus was going through yeah. and Jesus kept coming back with saying, it is written, it is written yes. mm-hmm. and make no mistake. On the other side of the cross is the glory. Amen. There's no, there's no other way to the glory. It has to be through the cross, which is laying our lives down. Yeah. Yes. I love Amen. the scripture that you started off with saying, you know, we lay our lives down, yes, you know, amen. and that's that's basically what Jesus wants from us. Mm-hmm. Amen. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's I truly I couldn't agree more with you on that. Absolutely. And talking about that, you had shared with us before we started the podcast that you had to lay down something that for you that was just like, oh, Lord, like, why? Why do I have to leave what I'm doing now? And for example, jump into real estate. And, and we're going to talk about that. Don't get ahead of yourself, guys, because we are going to to expose the lies of the enemy right Amen. now. And we're going to break the mentality, the, the poor mentality, the spirit of lack, the spirit of, of poverty. We're going to mm. break that in the name of Jesus. Yeah. So a lot of times in Christianity, people don't want to talk about money. It's, it's a hush hush, you know, a topic or people don't really, mm. you know, don't 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 publicly talk about it. And. You know, we we know that the Lord has entrusted you with multiple properties and there's great things that you're doing in your life that exemplify that you are generous, that you are a generous person. So that's why we thank God that that you said yes to this podcast, because those are some of the things that we want to talk to. And maybe we could start it off with with that story that you shared where you were like full time ministry. Right. And then the Lord told you, hey, this is where I need you to go right now. It's a season for you to be here. But you were confused about it. Yeah, well, I was more than confused. I was like offended. I was mm-hmm. offended with God because so, you know, um, we were pastoring. My husband and I were pastoring and we were like all the time in ministry, like our whole lives were ministry, you know, like prayer day. Like we would go to the mountain and pray and fast. Mm-hmm. You know, my husband would have preachings Friday Saturday in the morning, Saturday at night, Sunday, like two times. It was like our whole lives were ministry, ministry, ministry. And then it was just like a screeching halt. It was like all of the doors closed. And it was, I honestly was like, I mean, did we do something wrong? You know, it was like, because every single step where you're at in your walk, you have to continually go back to the Lord and be like, what is going on? What's happening? Um, so when all the doors closed, my husband actually had gotten a project out of town. So I remember it was around 4th of July because I had shut in with the Lord and I was fasting and the neighbors were barbecuing and, you know, it was 4th of July and I could smell the carne asada <laughs> while I was fasting. I was like, Jesus, help me. So, but anyways, so I shut in with the Lord the entire time and I was like, what's happening, Lord? Hmm. 
And honestly, I was just so broken. Like, I just felt like a failure. You know, it's like, wait a minute. Like, okay, Lord, you gave me all these promises. Like, you know, you gave me these dreams, like these these promises of greatness that God was going to use us greatly. And then all the ministry doors shut on us. Mm -hmm. And I just just felt like going in with my father, like, Lord, I just want to, I just want to be with you. I honestly felt like in my, in my mind or in my heart, I envisioned God was going to take me up to heaven and just open glory and then open ministry back up, you know, because, um, because ministry was our life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then after that season, after all that fasting, all that praying, I thought Jesus was going to walk into my room. And at the end, he's like, go into real estate. And I was like, what? I was like, I don't, yeah. don't want to go into real estate. I don't want, you're telling me to go into business. I'm like, I want to go into, I want to go into ministry. Like I seen, like we've, we've seen God's glory touches people's. We've seen God's glory. And I was like, that's what I live for. Like yeah. I live for that. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to go into business. And, but it was, I know when God is being stern about something, he's like, go into business, go into real estate. And I dragged my feet so much. Like I could have gotten my real estate license in probably like two months. And it took me almost a year because I was dragging my feet. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I don't want to do this. And then lo and behold, I, I was about to get my license and I get a phone call from a family member and they were like, I want you to sell my property. And it was a multi-million dollar deal. Wow. My first real estate transaction was a multi-million dollar deal. Mm. And that is just to show you the hand of God. Like I yeah. would have never had planned that. Yeah. Mm. And I didn't know that God was not removing me from ministry. It was that he was actually changing where I'm doing ministry. You know, I mean, I, yeah. I mean, literally it was like, you know, our ministry was in the church and now it just broadened to now include real estate because yeah. I've Amen. been on, I've been on walks at, on house walks in million dollar homes. I remember one time, this is when the Lord really showed me, this is your, this is your mission field. I was doing mm. a walk at a home in a million dollar house. And I'm just minding my business, doing my real estate. And then the Lord speaks to me. He's like, ask the man if he's a Jew. I was like, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. not. <laughs> anyway, I was like, okay, Lord. And then like, we're almost done. And the Lord is like, ask him if he's a Jew. Like, he's not letting go. The Lord is not letting go of this. Yeah. He wanted me to do it. So I go, excuse me, um, sir, are you a Jew? And he like stops and looks at me like this. And I'm like, you know, I'm in this home by myself with this man. He looks at me like I just said something. Yeah. And he's like, that's actually a very hidden secret in my family. Wow. Yeah. So that basically was the Lord showing me like, no, you, you didn't stop doing ministry. Mm. I just expanded your territory. Wow. wow that's powerful. That is powerful. Yeah. Yes. Expanded your territory. Wow. Yes. Yeah, and, and I do believe that everywhere we we are, like that's yeah. our, God sends us to our mission field. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter where, it could be in an office, it could be here at the studio, you know, it could be real estate, it could be anywhere, mm -hmm. you know, but that's where God sends us 
Um, so tell us, like, how, how, um, so when you stepped into real estate and you made that multi-million dollar deal, what came after, like, what, how did that look for you? Or, like, managing the money? <laughs> well. Did you, like, reinvest and bought another one or, like, for yourself? Actually, I, I would like to back up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. That's if, if, if I may. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I grew up in the hood. Okay. Very. <laughs> brother, he's like, okay. <laughs> I didn't, <Yes>. Jesus. <laughs> brother, I heard, I heard you a little nervous there. No, no, no. I'm sanctified now, brother. I'm, Amen. Amen. <laughs> I'm under the blood. We're good, we're good. <laughs> but um, I actually grew up in the hood. I grew up on Section 8. Mm. I grew up extremely poor mm -hmm. extremely poor and um i just went i i did not grow up in the church um so i actually got pregnant at 15 i was like in the streets just bad yeah. and i got pregnant at 15 had my my son at 16 and at that time somebody presented the gospel to me and mm -hmm. basically because i had a lot of abandonment issues because my father left us so, you know, I was just looking for love in the wrong places. And, you know, when I came to, to the Lord, they presented the Lord to me as a loving father. Mm. So when I came to the, to, the, to the ways of the Lord, I came in like full on. I was yeah. like, Lord, like, here's this father that loves me. Like, yeah, I'll do whatever mm. you want me to do, Lord. Like, it was like, I just ran to the Lord. I did not walk. I did not, you know jog i ran yeah. faster than i can actually <laughs> run in real life <laughs> but you know and you know what i started because remember i told you i grew up very poor mm -hmm. you know how i started to break poverty off of my life my mom would give me 20 dollars for diapers at the mm -hmm. age of 16 she would give me 20 dollars for diapers i would tithe off my 20 dollars wow. mm -hmm. i'm telling you those two dollars of tithe off those wow. $20 I was like I could buy wipes with that like you don't like I was 16 had no money and that $20 was gold to me yeah. and that's how I started breaking poverty off of my yeah. life yeah. by the basic tithing yeah, yeah. $20 yes I was a 16 year old teen mom like in struggle like you have no idea um his my son's father became a heroin addict I grew up in i i was like in a very rough rough situation mm -hmm. but that's how i began to break poverty yeah. is tithing off of two dollars mm -hmm. i mean tithing off of twenty dollars yeah. and from there it's just been obedience yeah. like actually when i got that multi-million dollar deal i was it's my first transaction i don't know what i'm doing Mm -hmm. And actually, I remember my broker was like, you should refer this out. You don't know what you're doing. And to make it worse, like it was an extremely complicated transaction. It was like it was like 70 acres of land with fruit trees. It was multiple homes on there. It was complicated. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell you, like the first two weeks, I was like, Lord, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not I'm not going to get this done. It was like the first two weeks I was like. I'm I'm not going to do this. I can't do this. I can't do it. I can't do it. After two weeks of like moping around and telling God how I cannot do it, it was just almost like I got on my knees. I literally can remember in my living room 
I got on my knees and I was like, okay, Lord, you gave this to me. Now help me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when yeah. I shifted, I started putting, I put, started putting in the work, the mm-hmm. footwork, yeah. you know, because a lot of times we think like, God answer me, God help me, God do this, God do that. And then we literally go watch a Netflix series and yeah. ask God to move his hand. But no, yeah. it required for me to get on my knees, ask the Lord for help, and then start the footwork. Amen. Mm-hmm. And then taking that's action. taking yeah. action. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in that action is when God started directing me and helping me and opening the yeah. doors. Amen. I agree in that because a lot of times people say, I'm waiting on God. When God is like, I'm waiting on you. So yes. You take action. You know, and I thought it's powerful. And, and thanks for sharing about the tithing because I, I, I truly do believe that if, if you don't give a penny out of a dollar, you're not going to give a thousand out of 10,000 or a hundred thousand out of one million. Right. So it, it starts with the little, you know, so I, 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 true, I truly believe yeah. that. And know. I wanted to share a Bible verse, Malachi 3.10, bring all the tithes into the storehouse so that there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven yeah. for you. I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. I think that's the only time that he tells you to put him to the test. Yeah. Your crops will be abundant for I will guard them from insects and disease. But to give him your tithe. Yeah. That is what he asks of us. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think that is beautiful that you did that even with the, the $2 that you could have used for something else. And at 16. Yeah. Being young 16. and you being obedient at that age. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's powerful. And, and I love how you said, this is how I broke the 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 poverty mentality mm-hmm. because that's what it is yeah, yeah. it's a mentality yeah. you know and you broke it by taking action by mm-hmm. it's like doing a paradigm shift you're mm-hmm. just like you know what Th- this is how my family used to live but now i'm going to do something different that's going to bring me different results yeah. yes. the abundance and it's not having that scarcity of money mm-hmm. that you know that money is a rule the the what is it with that saying that the money the money is the it's the, actually the the love of money right, is the root yeah. of all evil. Yeah, yeah but the yeah. world says it different. The world oh, says it that difference. money is the rule of all evil or something like that, but that's not what the Bible says. Right. Yeah. That what you just said right now, the love of money is a rule is the rule of, of all mm-hmm. evil. You know, so I think that's powerful how you were able to break that mentality and say, I'm gonna do something different, I'm gonna tithe and I'm gonna stay obedient to this and now look at the abundance. Yeah. That, you know, I, I truly believe that God not only has opened up the windows of heaven with more multiple real estate. That that that, that was my question in the beginning. I was just like, what was your next step? Because I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to know, mm-hmm. you know, and for the for the listeners to know, too, how the abundance came. But I'm, I'm thankful that you brought it back and you were like, well, this is where it started. Yes. Yeah. You know, so I thought that was powerful. Yes. And mm-hmm. I think like what I was sharing earlier with you, that you said that your son didn't ruin your life, but rather God saved you. And I mm. thought that was very powerful because even though we don't understand the plans, like I don't know yeah. what you were going through, but God, you know, it says in Jeremiah 29, 11, he has plans to prosper you, yes. not to harm you, plans yes. to give you hope in the future. Yes. And so, I mean, I would love, <laughs> I'm like, I always love to listen and hear about people's testimonies, but for you to say that at a 16 and I'm like, yeah. what were you going through at 15 or young before that? I know you did mention that you come from uh, where your dad was in, drugs right and you no my dad abandoned oh, no. us it was, yeah okay yeah. Gotcha. and then um you. yeah my son's father got yes. into some heavy drugs yeah mm-hmm. 
Um, and you know, there's there's a factor of there's a very important factor which is the promises of the Lord mm-hmm. over your life. You know, because the Lord may have called me to real estate. You know, maybe the Lord called you to a different area. You know, yeah. it it all depends what God's promises are in your life. I remember when actually um, around 16, 17, when I was actually going to leave my um, son's father, packed up my son in the car. And I was literally, at that time was when I got to know the Lord and I was like all into the Lord, you know, surrendered my life, seeking him. And I remember I put my son in the car and I was literally living from home to home. So you mm. could say I was homeless. Yeah. You know, I didn't have a place to stay. I just knew I needed to get out of that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And I was homeless. And this man of God, listen, you have to realize like, okay, I was like always extremely smart in school, right? Mm-hmm. Always super, super bright. And then like, like I told you, I went the, uh, through a very bad path mm-hmm. to a very bad path very dark. I felt like I was the biggest failure. I had literally, I felt like I had literally ruined my life Mm -hmm. and felt like I was in a hole that I could not get out of. Like, I just didn't know how I could get out of that. And I was like homeless, living place to place. And I remember a man of God coming to me and giving me a word from the Lord and was like, you are going to be a wealthy woman. I was like, I literally fell to my knees. And mm-hmm. I was like, I don't get it. Yeah. I'm like the biggest failure in life right now, Lord. Mm-hmm. How are you going to, how am I going to become a wealthy woman? Mm-hmm. You know, but it's like, like when the Lord gave Joseph that dream. And when the Lord gave Joseph that dream, it was almost like after he gave him that dream, he just went from worse to worse to worse, mm. you know, but the dream of God, the purpose of God, the promise of God still stood. Mm -hmm. it was still there the promise of god was still there no Mm -hmm. matter his circumstance and that's if i have one message it's like doesn't matter what circumstance you're in the promise of god still stands in your life Mm -hmm. don't lose hope like Mm -hmm. joseph when you know god gave him this dream that you know he's seen himself ruling over his brothers and he was like, wait a minute, but now I, but I'm, but I got thrown in a pit. Yeah. But I, you know, my brothers almost killed me. Wait, Lord, you're calling me to greatness, but I just got sold into slavery. Yeah. Wait, mm-hmm. God, you know, like, well, imagine what Joseph was thinking. Then mm-hmm. he was like serving in Potiphar's house. It was going good. And then he was like, oh, wait, I just got a falsely accused. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. like going from worse to worse to worse. But Joseph never stopped believing the promise. Joseph oh, never stopped yes. walking in righteousness. Joseph yeah. never stopped using his gift, no matter what come the circumstance. On. He was in prison. Yeah. Yes, come he on. He was in prison. Yeah. And he was yeah. still using the gift yeah. that God gave him. That's yes. good. You don't ever stop. Yeah. Because in one moment, you could be like Joseph from the prison to the palace. In yes. one moment, you could be like Ruth. Mm-hmm. working in the field and the next moment <laughs> she's the owner of the yeah. field <laughs> that's yeah. come on somebody yeah. that's yeah. powerful like, yes oh my god that is so powerful you know so never give up if god's promised you something you know today our pastor said god is not a man that he should lie nor the son of man that he should repent if mm-hmm. he said something 
don't give up on what he has told you. I remember mm. one time we we I'm telling you, if I could tell you one thing is that I have been through some process. Mm. I have been in some I've gone through bankruptcy. Yeah. I've gone through I lost a house. You know, I mean, the Lord called me. I remember one time I, you know, I had this job. I got this job offer. Mm -hmm. I was an escrow at a house, a dream house. I was like, Lord, this is God. This is God. <laughs> right? Like, that's yeah. how nice the house is. Yeah. I was an escrow. And the Lord was like, no. Mm. He was like, shut it down. Get out. I never, I never confirmed to you to go. Stop. Mm. I had to pull out of escrow. And what am I going to tell him? God told me. Like, why are you pulling out of escrow? Because the Lord told me, you know, mm -hmm. I had to, I had to shut all that down. Wow. And it was like, the Lord always has tested me. Mm -hmm. You know, if you think that you're wow. going to, you're going to arrive somewhere. Once you arrive, he's just going to test you again. Yeah. Yes. Like Abraham, you yeah. know, first it was like, Abraham couldn't have children. It was a test. Yeah. Yeah. Are you still going to believe? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then he gave him a son. And then the Lord told Abraham, now sacrifice your son. Yeah. Lord, yes. why are you playing with me? Yeah. Lord, you're playing yeah. games with me, Lord. Yeah. No, yeah. he's not. He's testing yes, you. He's testing. Test, and yeah. you know what? He is the potter and we are the clay. Amen. And he amen. has the right to test us. Yes, yes. Amen. amen. I know that I know that I don't get a lot of amens. When we're talking yeah. about blessing, we're like, yes, Lord. Yeah. But once I say the Lord tests us, <laughs> yeah. we're yeah. like, we truly believe that. And, and, you know, I want to share a little bit of the word of God yeah. pertaining to what you're saying. And, you know, the, the testing and trustworthiness, mm. because I truly believe, you know, since, you know, we're talking about money and we're talking about prosperity, breaking the lack, you know, and, and mm -hmm. poverty mentality, breaking all of that. And I, I truly do believe that that the currency of the kingdom of God is trustworthiness. Amen. Because it says in Matthew, um, we'll talk about the, the, the parable of the, the talents. Um, amen. Yes. Per, uh, Matthew 25. Um, where, where is it? Sorry, guys. It's over here. Matthew 25, 14, it says, so we're talking about the, the, the kingdom of God. And Jesus says again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. Amen. You hear that word entrusted, right? So we said that the, the, the currency of the kingdom of God is trustworthiness. So in, in verse 21, when the master returns and he, he sees that two of them got a return on, the, on what they were entrusted with, mm -hmm. he responds by saying, his master replies, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful. He says faithful twice. Amen. You know, so... The word faithfulness, in another sense, is trust and loyalty. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we had said trustworthiness is the currency of the kingdom of God. And, and Jesus is talking about faithfulness. So faithfulness has to do with trust and loyalty. A lot of times we know Jesus as our Lord and Savior and as our Redeemer and healer and all that stuff. But we have to know him as Jehovah Jireh too, as a provider. Amen. You know what I mean? So it, with that, it's like... You know, it takes me back to what you just said right now of Abraham and Isaac, mm -hmm. because we hear that in, in the in the book of Genesis. And it says in, in Genesis 22, 7, Isaac spoke up and said to his father, Abraham, father, 
Yes, my son, Abraham replied. The fire and the wood are here, Isaac said. But where is the lamb for the burnt offerings? Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offerings, my son. And the two of them went on together. So what this tells me is that Abraham, like you said, was being tested. Mm -hmm. God was like, hey, Abraham, I'm getting ready to make you the father of all nations, but I got to make sure. I got to make sure if I could trust you. I got to make sure if you're going to trust me. You know, so Abraham stayed faithful. He was trustworthy. And he, while he was going up that mountain, Abraham didn't know, but he believed it, but they didn't know that the ram was already ahead of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? God is the only one. Jesus, and, and, and just, just to talk about this a little bit, Jesus is, is the same. He was the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Mm-hmm. So all the way from Genesis to Revelation is the same God. It's Jesus in the flesh. Jesus in the flesh is God, the word of God. And what I believe is that, that God is the only one that could provide that lamb, that, that ram. God is the only one that sends the fish into the net. Jesus is the only one that provides for us. Jesus is the only one that turns Walmarts into bring them to the, peop- to the people of God. Come on, somebody. Like he, for buildings, for churches, for all of that. God is the only one that could do that. But God is looking to see who he could trust, who's trustworthy of those things. So. I, that, this just yeah. reminded me of what you just said about Abraham. And it also just comes with your obedience. Yes. Yes. Of being able to do that and yeah. trust God that he will provide. And maybe in the in the moments where we don't feel like maybe we're at the at the very bottom mm-hmm. of it. But just knowing like, you know, right before mm-hmm. that, like, you know, right after that, like with your obedience and you trusting and being faithful with God, like. He's just going to bless you. The blessing is just like on the other side. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, one thing that I have realized is that the Lord will continually be testing your heart. Mm, wow. Oh, yes. Continually. Like every time before I walk, if I look back at my life, you know, I'm. 41. I was going to say 21, but I didn't want to lie on here. You look 17. In the name of Jesus. I receive it. But, you know, I'm I'm 41 and, you know, I've been serving the Lord for a minute. And if I look back in my life, every time I've walked into something great, right before that, the Lord had tested me before that greatness came. Mm. You know, like, I'll give you the last time that the Lord... um, did this test to me. It was, I had went to a conference in Florida. Oh my goodness. I was, okay, look, I was in a hoodie. Okay. I was in sweats and a hoodie. Okay. I was there to just go be before the Lord. I wasn't trying Mm -hmm. to look cute. I remember like in this conference, I remember this, this person stopped me was like, excuse me. Okay. I'm in a hoodie in a, (laughs) in a mom bun. Okay. And they were like, excuse me, you know, are you in business? And I was like, yes. <laughs> I, I say I'm in a hoodie because yeah. there was nothing of me that looked that business-like, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? And she was like, are you in business? I was like, yes. Yeah. She's like, the Lord's going to multiply your business. Wow. You're, he's going he's gonna to bring greatness on you. Amen. And I was like, amen. But you know what? At that conference, I'm going to make this really short, this part. I was on the altar 
And I was literally at the altar and I was like, Lord, I was, I was bowed down. And I was like, Lord, I just want to be at your feet. Mm. That's it. Like, I just want to be like that woman at the feet of Jesus. Lord, yeah. that's it. Mm. That's all I want in life. I get up. I start walking back to my seat and this woman, this person stops me and is like, excuse me, I have a word from the Lord from to you. Mm -hmm. She says, all you are is a woman at the feet of Jesus. Wow. I was like, my God. <laughs> I literally like, Aww. I fell. I felt when they gave me that word, I fell on that wow. altar. I was there for a few hours, like two wow. or three hours. Like the glory, I felt the glory. I was out. Mm -hmm. I was laid down on that altar on my back and i was there for like hours i don't know how long like the the session ended they had lunch and i i couldn't move i was like under the glory of wow. god amen i could not move and i didn't want to move wow. i was like yes. god i don't want to i don't want to get up from this floor i'll move to florida i don't care like this glory that i feel mm -hmm. right now i don't want it to live mm -hmm. i don't i don't want anything else but this right here this to be right with here. you yes. Lord. Wow. and i remember like just being in that like holies of holies it was like glory like i just wanted to just be taken up with the lord right there mm -hmm. and i remember like that lunch had finished and the worship team had gotten on the stage and they were practicing for their set and the the, the guy on the guitar he went like this like thrum, on the yeah. on the chords when he did that, I felt electricity like zap me. And then he went again. He he hit the chords again. And I felt it. I felt power, like wow. literal electricity yeah. going, going through. through your body. Wow. And, and the Lord was like, there's literal power. There's wow. power. I could barely handle like the power that I felt going through my body. And, and I say that to say that. It was like God was testing me again. Mm. Like, would I would I take that word of business and be like, yes, Lord, yes, I will, I receive that wealth. Yes, Lord, the wealth is mine. You know, no, it wasn't. Like, it was mm -hmm. his glory that captivates my heart. Mm. Amen. Like it's it's obedience. And you know, you said something, it's like faithfulness. Mm -hmm. It's like faithfulness to what? Faithfulness mm. to whatever he's telling you. Yes, mm -hmm. come on. Maybe yes. like I, I shared the story of us having to lay down ministry. The Lord was like, he had already told us he was going to use us greatly. But it's like, but will mm -hmm. you lay it down? Wow. Yeah. You know, that promise. Are you mm -hmm. going to lay it down at the altar? Yeah. You know, and I felt like my encounter in, in Florida was like me, literally me laying myself down again. Okay, mm -hmm. Lord. Now, you know. Wow. So, you know, it's funny that you read that that portion about well done, good good and faithful servant yeah that's literally my definition of success mm. is that when i get to heaven is the lord going to tell me well done good and faithful servant amen it's not i'm telling you the lord has given me that word that he's going to use us to break poverty amen. come on off somebody. the body amen. of christ amen. yeah now amen. i'm gonna i'm gonna say something and it needs to be said yes like us or not us i'll just say ministers have perverted mm. finances mm. and really a lot of people just don't even want to talk about it because they've been so it's been so misrepresented it, the money in the church like people ministers have like pimped in the in the pews you know just done some 
perverted things in regards to money, mm-hmm. you know? But you know what? That's but the Bible still stands. Yes. yes Malachi amen. 3 is still in the word of God. Yes. Yes, and either amen. you could be offended with the 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 wrong things people have done mm-hmm. or you can believe God on his word yes. and walk yeah. in his blessing. Amen. Yes, I amen. mean the choice is yours. His yeah. biblical yeah. principles still stand. Yes. No matter I mean there's some diets that didn't work out for me. but that doesn't mean i stop yeah you know that's true i'm still over there with my salad trying to lose weight like you know that just because you know a diet didn't work a pill didn't work that doesn't mean i'm gonna give up and i love i love that because i think it's true how like us as let's let's say for example i'll just give a hypothetical scenario here i'm going to a church and i'm tithing and then i found out that the pastor is using that money for something else Mm -hmm. now i'm church hurt Right now, I go to a different church and I'm iffy about my tithing, but mm. n- now it's it's not what we do wrong. Like God, in tr- He's entrusting us with what He has already given us. So for those that have been church hurt, you know the, those salads that are not working for you. <laughs> you know it, it's like you have to to you give your you bring your tithe or your offerings to the church. Yeah. And that pastor that's that's stewarding that that money, it's up to them mm-hmm. to steward it well. And God is going to bring an account to them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yes. God brings an account to them, not to well to to us too, right? But that's why we have to give according. The Bible does say that He gives according to to your ability. You mm-hmm. know, so He if if He entrusts you know a big congregation to to a pastor, then God is entrusting him with that. And now it's up to the pastor to see if he's going to steward that will or not, mm-hmm. you know. And and then I want to talk about Luke, and it has to do with like a par- the parable of the minus. Is it minus or minus? The parable minus? of minus. It's almost like the the what's well, the same as the the parable of the talents and the bags of gold. And it says in in Luke uh, nineteen uh, nineteen, it says his master answered. Okay, I'm gonna go to verse twenty. Then another servant came and said, Sir, here is your mina. I have kept it laid away in a piece of cloth. I was afraid of you mm-hmm. because you are a hard man. You take out where you did not put in and reap where you did not sow. And you know what his master said? He said, I will judge you by your own words. Mm-hmm. And that tells me, that tells me right there that the Lord was telling him, I'm not a hard person. I'm not a, a. I'm not what you what you say you're saying. You are what you say you're saying. So whatever comes out of like, just just to another example, it's like if I if I think that everyone lies, it's because I'm a liar. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If I think everyone is trustworthy, it's maybe because I'm trustworthy. Mm. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, the, that's why his master was telling him, "I'm going to judge you by your words, you wicked servant." <laughs> you know, yeah, it's just yeah. like, that's powerful. So it, it's a lot of times when we say, well, I think I'm church hurt. I, I don't want to, you know, I don't trust that church. No, you need to get that verbiage out of your, your mouth. You need to change that. You need to change it because it, it, it's, it's you are, you, you have to show yourself being a trustworthy person and let that other person steward that money and, and let the Lord have accounts with them. Yeah, I really like that. Actually, I have, man, I have so many testimonies. I'm not like... <laughs> <laughs> You know, that's actually something that we went through where it was Mm. like we had we had done so much. And then, you know, we went through a bad situation. And you know what the Lord the Lord really highlighted to me was like, 
I test to see where your heart is. Were mm. you doing it for that person or mm. were you doing it unto the Lord? Wow. So you better you have to always keep your motives aligned. And when you keep your motives in the right place, you won't have that. Mm. Yeah. You know, if you say, Lord, Lord, I'm going to give this, I'm going to give this seed, Lord, and it's between you and God. And you're sowing it because it's something between you and the Lord. If anything happens around there where it's like the minister does this, the minister does that, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Because you did it unto the Lord. Yes. And I will tell you one thing that we have gone through some serious situations in the church and the, that did not stop the Lord from blessing us. Mm. Yeah. The Lord did not consult with anybody mm -hmm. when he wanted to bless us. Wow, mm -hmm. that's powerful. You know, yeah. and um, and the Lord is to be feared. And I, Amen. you know, something that the Lord showed me in regards to Adam and Eve, you know, it was like something the Lord showed me was like after the, after, you know, the Lord confronted them, you know, and it was like Adam and then Adam was like, oh, this woman that you gave me. And then the Lord went to Eve, Eve. And then Eve was like, oh, the serpent. And then the Lord went to the serpent. And then God, the Lord got the account of every single, everybody. And then he went, the Lord went back and started putting judgment on each one individually. Mm -hmm. Adam, I told you, now this is going to be your punishment. Eve, this is going to be your punishment. Serpent, this is going to be your punishment. Mm -hmm. So each one had to give an account to the Lord individually. Mm -hmm. And then individually, each one got their judgment. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that is also in regards to this situation that we're talking about giving. Yeah. yeah. It's like when you give and you're faithful and you did it with the right heart unto the Lord, then yeah. it doesn't matter what anybody else does. The Lord will bless you Amen. and you will reap Amen. The, the blessings of the Lord. Amen. The, yes. the Bible talks about the blessings yeah. of obedience yeah. and the curse of disobedience. Mm -hmm. mm. You know, it whatever... Uh, people have done or used or misused or whatever, but what are you? Yeah. But you, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. the oh, most that's important powerful. thing. Yes. Yeah. You know? That's very powerful because I, what I hear you say is I give unto the Lord, not unto the minister. Right. The, are you tithing to the pastor or are you tithing yeah. to, to the pastor? Exactly. The, yeah, yeah. You know, the Lord is our pastor. You Amen. Know? And, and and I love that because there's a scripture in the in the Bible that it says, you know, delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Yes. Come on, somebody. Yeah. That's powerful. And that's pertaining to what you're saying because you mm -hmm. you give, we're delighting in the Lord. Hey, the Bible also says he He loves a joyful giver. Amen. So if you delight in yeah. the Lord, hey, Lord, this is for you. This is for you, Lord. This is, what is my pastor doing? You, you have an account with him. That, God, I'm delighting in you, Father God. Yes. Boom. That's that's powerful, yeah. Chantel, what you said. Yes. And I, I received that message because it's yeah. it's awesome to to be able to give revelation of that. Yes. So I wanted to touch on um what you what we were saying before. And and it's on James, um, the book of James, and it says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great great actually can we start all over? Yeah. Can you edit that one? Sorry, thank you. We're going on back <laughs> again. Thank you, Salo. Okay. So I want to touch on something that we were talking about when it comes to testing. And in James 1, 2, it says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. 
For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow, for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. And I was saying, going back to that, it was the obedience of what God was calling you to do. And I go back to the example that you gave, like for your home in escrow. It was an escrow. God told you no, and you were obedient, and you you had to close it. You're like, no. But, you know, can you read that part again where yeah. it says count it joy? Yes. What, what does that part say? It says consider it an opportunity for great joy. Consider it an opportunity mm-hmm. for great joy. Can I just tell you this? Is like your situation um, is an opportunity. Mm-hmm. It may, like, Amen. let me tell you this. Like, you will have to walk in faith. To have joy in the midst of some situation. Like, it will require faith. I'll tell you, like, that's just one situation I talked about where I had to pull out of escrow. Mm -hmm. One time when I, we actually lost a house. Like, literally lost a house in in short sale. Like, we had to lose Mm -hmm. it. We lost a house. Mm -hmm. And I remember when we had lost the house, I I had just been married less than a year. Okay? I was pregnant. Okay? So... Bare, newly wed, I was pregnant, and then we lost our house. I mm. was like, whoa, this is not what I was, like, envisioning. Mm. You know, like, I had waited for my husband, my man of God, like, my Boaz. <laughs> I was yeah. like, yes, Lord. And then it, we got married, and it was like, wait a minute. Mm. We got married. I found out I was pregnant, and then we were losing our house. Mm. And I remember that time, and... We were literally losing our house and I was in the service and the Lord speaks to me and he's like, do you see that flag? He's like, I want you to go grab the flag and I want you to raise the flag. And when I did that, I I Mm. counted an opportunity for joy. I did not, first of all, want to even go to church that day. Mm. I was so discouraged. I was like, wait, this is not what I thought this was going to look like. Yeah. You know, and then I didn't want to even be in church. And then the Lord tells me to go raise a flag at the altar. So I'm there raising my flag. And I was like, Lord, this is a position of victory. And I am not in victory right now. I'm losing my house and I'm pregnant. I'm about to have a baby. Where am I going to take this baby? But the Lord wanted me to physically go do something as an act mm-hmm. of faith. Yeah. Wow. wow. That's powerful. Like, I want you to know. That you're in victory. Even if you're losing your house. Mm -hmm. He told me to physically go and raise up that flag. So I can feel the victory. Being Mm -hmm. in a situation that looked like complete defeat. Wow. Okay? Like my situation looked like defeat. But the Lord wanted me to go do something where I look like I'm in victory. Because, you know, at the situation you're in right now. He wants you to know there's something greater. Amen. You know, like on the other side, like that that pit that you're in, Mm -hmm. that's not your destination. Mm -hmm. Yea, though I walk through the The valley valley. of death, I shall fear no evil. Mm -hmm. Thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Like he's the good shepherd, you know, and our when we're going through tests and trials like you read, that's so beautiful. It's an opportunity. But what are you going to do? Are you going to be in faith? Or are you going to be in fear? Mm. Are you? I know it looks like defeat, but go raise a flag. Go raise a hallelujah. Go Amen. raise a praise. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. 
I love that. Yes. Amen. Amen. That was Amen. beautiful. Mm-hmm. Because so many times we go, like, it was, ugh, sorry, I'm like tongue twisted over here, but it's like you go, you choose faith or fear. And how many times do we want to crawl back to something that is so much more comfortable to what we know rather than trusting like, okay, God, like I trust you and I'm going to walk in it. And you, and I just say you walk it so beautifully. Each test that you've gone through, it's the obedience. And I'm just like, wow, like God, that is beautiful. The way that you've been using Chantel and her obedience and what you're doing in her life now, like what you, what he's been doing through your life, through your husband's life. I just, I don't, and we've, we've known Chantel for a little bit, but it feels like every single time we've known him for a lifetime, yeah. when we got the opportunity to do the orphan miniature, mm-hmm. um, outreach with you, the love, yes, the love that you give onto mm-hmm. those children. And I was just like, wow. Yeah, it's beautiful I, to see that. Mm-hmm. And I'm just seeing, like, hearing more of your story and your testimony and everything that has been, that you have to go through, but with obedience, the faithfulness, the love, just being at his feet and his glory. And I'm just like, how beautiful is that? Yeah. Amen. I was like, I want that, Lord. Yes. <laughs> I want that. I want that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Yeah. Honestly, it's it's like when you're when you're so close to the heart of God, mm-hmm. you know, like when you're close to him, like he will rub off on you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like you cannot tell me that you walk with the Lord mm-hmm. and his heart doesn't become your heart. You can't, mm-hmm. you cannot tell me that, yeah. you know, it's like, like the disciples, you know, like Peter couldn't even hide that he had walked with Jesus. They're like, no, you were one of them. No, look at how you're even talking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, no, you can tell when you've been walking with Jesus, yeah. you yeah, know, and man. it's not a title. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. like you can't say like, oh yeah, I've been in ministry 20 years. But then you don't, you don't smell like the shepherd, Mm. you know, like if you walk with the shepherd, you know, your life will demonstrate it. Your Mm -hmm. life will show it. You know, you can't be around him. You can't be in his great light and you not be shining. You know, like even Moses, when he went up to the mountain, he didn't try to shine. Mm -hmm. He didn't try. He just went and spent time with the Lord on the mountain. He came mm-hmm. down and his face was glowing. Yeah, that's true. You know, you can't. Mm-hmm. It's really important because in this time of social media, when, you know, it's all about presentation, it's all about mm-hmm. like um, trying to be something or somebody or whatever. You know, it's like, no, just go be with Jesus, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and then y- you'll you'll pour out what you have inside. Mm-hmm. You yes. know, the Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, Amen. you know, and I know like we want to like be great and do great. It's like, just be at his feet. Mm-hmm. He is the great I am. Yes. Amen. You know, and when you're with him, you will, you will release what you fill yourself with. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know? Amen. And you know, that's touching on that. That's why when we started this podcast, Michelle was like, well, let's do Bible college first. And then Three years, four years down the line, we'll do it then. But I was like, I think the Lord is calling us to do it and not to lean on our own understanding. Amen. Yeah. Not on, on our own. We're not going to, you know, present ourselves as the experts. Mm-hmm. Chantel, to be honest with you, we don't, we don't know all the scriptures Mm-mm. by memory. We don't know. I, I can't. 
even matter of fact earlier i was like what well, well, this word is it minors or minas or we're not perfect mm -hmm. you know and and i do believe that we the bible says come as you are yeah you know and like you said come come as you are to his feet yeah. and let the let the holy spirit reveal himself in your let mm -hmm. his face shine upon you yes you know and i, I love that i love yeah. and you know like his disciples like not one of the 12 were from the elect mm. not one of them yeah. right do you know why mm -hmm. like 12 disciples and god and the lord didn't not even by accident yeah. select one of the pharisees like mm -hmm. he could have probably brought on one of the Pharisees, like, come on, help us out a little bit. But mm -hmm. no, he was like, I want just unexperienced, mm -hmm. non-churched. I want yeah. like, just bring him off the street. Follow me. Mm -hmm. right. Because he was more worried about them following mm -hmm. him than their knowledge. Yeah. Right. You know, I love like one of the things yeah. that the Lord has showed me in regards to even wealth. It's like he the Lord told Moses, what's in your hand? a rod mm -hmm. like listen it was moses he couldn't even speak i wanted to say homeboy couldn't speak but i didn't know if i <laughs> could can, say that yes <laughs> lord can i call moses homeboy or no but you know he couldn't even speak it was just moses the lord and a rod and a lot of times it's like god will ask you what's in your hand mm. just just use it just point the rod at the sea and yeah. then that and then the lord will do it Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, and I actually, I actually driving, driving over here, the Lord was showing me that you're actually going to be called to be a great man of the word to your generation. Wow. That's the powerful. word, like you're going to be what people call a Bible man, a wow. man of the word of God. You know why? Amen. Because this generation needs to see one of them with a Bible in their hand, not yes. compromising the truth, the word of God. Right. You may know Two scriptures, but those mm -hmm. scriptures that you know, you're gonna you're gonna give them amen. with the fear Spirit of the of Lord. Yes, you're amen. gonna give them with all. You're not gonna compromise. You're not gonna bow your knee. Yeah, no. You're yeah. not. You're gonna stand, and even though your demeanor yeah. may be calm, but I see that you are unshakable <laughs> in yeah. what you believe. You may yes, not yes. yell. No. You may not do other things that people do. But you are somebody that's going to stand on the word of God. Amen. In holiness. Mm. I, I see that for your generation. You're going to be one that's going to be considered a man of the word of God. Amen. I receive that, Chantel. Thank Amen. you, Holy Spirit. Yeah. I thank the Lord for that. And yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's what I prayed to the Lord. Like, there's a lot that the Lord has been revealing. Now let me jump on my testimony. <laughs> <laughs> testify no, but, brother but, testify you know it, it's when i i you know we talked about the fear of the lord mm -hmm. when and i just want to share this a little bit when you know I, I became boyfriend we became boyfriend and girlfriends me and michelle i messed up in the relationship i already knew the word of god but i wasn't fully there one foot in one foot out mm -hmm. um the enemy snatched me lust that's you know i'm, I'm shedding light to it and, um, you know, we rebuke that in the name of Jesus. It's, it's gone out of my family, my home, and all of that in the name of Jesus. And, but anyways, at that time, when I messed up, um, the Lord revealed to me. He was speaking to me. So I came back. He guided me. It's a long story, but I'm just giving you the long, long story short. Mm -hmm. um, one day I was brushing my teeth, and that's when the fear of the Lord came upon me. My vision 
Um, it's it's not the best. When I was a little kid, it's, it's always been bad. But I've never seen it from this perspective that the Lord spoke to me at, at that moment, and He's like, "I am the only one that, when you're 80 years old, you'll get to see your kids' kids, or like I'm the only one that can make you a blind man." Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of the story of Peter, where He made him blind so that he could pay attention. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's it's just like. I, I, I got the fear of the Lord, and I was like, okay, Lord, you didn't give me my eyes so I could lust over woman. Right now, Chantel, from the bottom of my heart, I could tell you that seeing you right now and seeing Michelle and seeing the studio, seeing the lights, I take it as a gift. Amen. I take it like a beautiful gift, and I thank God for it because this is, I see light, I see you guys. It is a gift. Amen. And something small like that that we may forget about, mm-hmm. people are blind in this world. You know, and, and that's why we should, that's why I'm going to go back to what you said. Like, like I'm going to stand on the Bible and what the word of God says. And whatever he calls me to do, mm-hmm. my answer is always, yes, Lord. And thank mm-hmm. you, Lord. Yes and amen, Father God. Like, I'll send me. I don't care if I got to make a fool out of myself, people, what people say about me. But look, this is my sword right here, like you said. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stand on the word of God. Amen. You know, and yeah. thanks for sharing that. That's yeah. I received that in the, in the, in the, in the name of Jesus. Yeah, Mom, you're speaking in tongues no. too. <laughs> and it's only been confirmation. Yeah. yeah. Amen. That's powerful. Yes. And, you know, I, I do believe about going back to like the, the money and just like the story with Zacchaeus, where he, he, was, he was a chief tax collector. Mm. He was the worst one of them all. He, he was the one that was, he was the worst one and he called them too. Zacchaeus, come down to that tree. I want to go have dinner in your home. Yeah. And all the people were like, what? You're going to his house. Yeah. People didn't get it. Yeah. You know, but but God, you know, qualifies the unqualified. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yes. Yes, absolutely. And do you know, like, what you just did right now, it's like the Lord will use the foolish things of this world, it says, to confound the wise. Mm. You know, wow. the Lord would much rather have, you know, like like the two men that were in the temple. One of them was saying like, oh, Lord, I fast two times a week. Oh, thank God I'm not like one of these sinners. Mm. And then there was the other man that was like, God, I'm so not worthy. Mm-hmm. Like, God, I'm like, please forgive me. It's like that repented heart. Mm-hmm. You know, that repented heart is God can do wonders yeah. with just a repented heart, yeah. with a mm-hmm. heart that's willing to say, Lord, I have messed up. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's yes. like, like Peter. Oh my goodness, you guys! Like, Pete, can we talk about Peter for just <laughs> yes, a second? Come on, let's do it. Like, my goodness, yeah. like mm-hmm. God, this man Peter denied Jesus three times, mm-hmm. was like cussing to just demonstrate that he was not one of the disciples, mm-hmm. and then, you know, Jesus went to the cross, and then next thing we you know, the Lord comes back and he goes. First to Peter. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, I love you. Then feed my lambs. Wow. Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, I love you. Feed my sheep. Mm-hmm. Peter, do you love me? The third time, Peter started crying because he knew. He purposely asked him three times, do you love me? Because he had just denied him three, yeah. times. three times. Wow. That's and horrible. Peter then started crying. You know, he... I believe that those were tears of repentance. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, Jesus just wants to know, do you really love 
do you really love him? You know, like, will you love him when you're broke? Mm-hmm. Will you love him when you're a millionaire? Yeah. Like, because the Lord wants to give us stuff, but he doesn't want the stuff to have us. Yeah. That's powerful. You know what I'm saying? Are you still going to be faithful when you know when you when you have the houses? Are you still is he still going to be the, you know, and then and then let me talk about Peter one more time. Yeah. Why on God's green earth the Lord chose Peter <laughs> to pour out his holy spirit on the day of Pentecost? Peter. Yeah. <laughs> like Homeboy just denied Jesus three times. Yeah. And but yet he chose Peter to go and pour out his spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, and then like that's not that's not it. Yeah. Like Peter later on messed up again because he started going into legalism. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was like Peter had a track record of messing up. Yeah. But Peter had a track record of repenting. Yeah. Wow. That's he powerful. had a track record of being a big mouth. And the Lord was like, I could use that big mouth. Yeah, I could mm-hmm. use. If I that. could just turn this guy around, yes, he knew that he was gonna yeah. be faithful. Oh yeah. my God, he knew P- Peter yeah. was gonna be the crazy one yeah. to stand up and declare the word of the Lord on the yeah. day of Pentecost. Yes, like yeah. he could just turn it all around, mm-hmm. and yes. just needed a vessel that would be repented mm-hmm. and zealous enough to speak the and word of the Lord. Yeah, yeah, being you willing know? to here we yeah. are, Lord. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I love that. But going back to like what is in your hand, because I really believe that, you know, yes, the Lord called me to real estate. But you know what? I'm going to tell you something. One of the wealthiest persons that I know personally is actually a Mexican man does not know English. <laughs> you Lord guys have mercy. We just met one. You guys, this man. Okay. He's actually the man that bought the the multi-million dollar property that I was telling you about. Mm-hmm. He's the one that you guys, he had to give the phone to the bank teller cuz he didn't know enough English to do a bank transaction. Wow. Okay? You know how he started? He was a field worker. Mm-hmm. Literally a field worker, and he just started buying little pieces of land that he could and started expanding, started expanding, and now Wow. He is a multi, 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 multi-millionaire. Mm. And if you seen him at the store, you would think <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you would yeah. you would probably like help him. Wow. Because he wears like his dirty jeans, like, but he could go and like very humble person. So like, the humble. money does not identify mm-hmm. him. Like, no, it's but it's like, but but he didn't stop. Like I've learned some of the biggest principles mm. on achievement with people like that yeah. where it's like they didn't have a, a lot i'll tell you something like i lost a house and then you know i we went to go to this place it was like a bible study or something you know with this um family they again they didn't speak english and i just started talking to the lady and you know i was a pro, I'm, i was a professional at the time already working in an office very good job and I go to this place and here's this lady and she owns her home. And I was like, wow, that's awesome. She must have like, I don't know, a good job or something, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, you know, just out of curiosity, I was like, what do you do for a living? You know, I told her in Spanish. She's like, I sell plants. Mm. I'm like, you sell plants. You sell little cactuses. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, not those kind of plants, not the plants. <laughs> you know, that- what, wait, <laughs> no. what plants what? do you sell? <laughs> <laughs> not those kind. Yeah, yeah. 
But like literally she Just went and she was like, yeah, come here. I'll show you. So her backyard was filled with all these mm. little plants. And and I was like, my God, Lord, if she can buy a house with selling little plants, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. I went back and I called up. Like, I just started doing the footwork again, mm-hmm. going back to that, just doing the footwork. Like, mm-hmm. okay, what do I need to buy a house again? Yeah. And then I, I, I obtained, a, I set a goal. Like the Bible says, set the vision. Write down yeah, the, set the yeah. vision. Write yeah. down the vision. Mm-hmm. Like, you, it, you, know, you got to have goals. You got to have, you got to set a vision. And I went and started doing the research and I'm like, okay, this is what I have to do. I saved up two tax returns for my down payment, still didn't have enough. And then the Lord was like, Call your stepdad and ask him for money. I was like, Lord, forget it. I'm not going to be a homeowner. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I had such a bad relationship with my stepfather at that time. And then I don't even know why. I think the Lord just wanted to humble me. Yeah. You know, like, he just wanted to keep yeah. me humble. And then I called my mom and I'm like, because I knew what I had heard. I knew the Lord had told me, go ask him. And mm-hmm. I was like, no, Lord. So I called my mom and my mom was like, okay, let me talk with him. Mm-hmm. She comes back. She didn't call me for days. And I was like, oh, my goodness, what is taking so long? You know, I wasn't even asking for that much. And then um, my mom calls me back. She's like, Mija, he'll lend you the money. I'm like, he will? I'm like, that's the hand of the (laughs) almighty right there. She was like, actually, he had told me no at the the beginning. Mm -hmm. It took me a couple of days. My mom was begging him on my behalf. Mm. and i believe it was a test on both ends mm. like me are, am i going to be humble enough to obey the lord mm. and is he going to obey the lord also wow. i ended up That's... paying the man back but it's like the point is is that i set a goal and then i obeyed the voice of the lord Amen. whatever he told me to do we were yeah. on rice and beans for two years we didn't go anywhere you know people can Look at me now and be like, oh, yeah, she's blessed. Yeah, but you don't know the process. Right. You don't yeah. know the process. You know, a lot like, of people don't know the sacrifice behind it. Yeah. Come on. And they're, they're quick to judge, you know, but that's, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know? I just don't know. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, the Lord has called us to do some pretty radical things. Mm-hmm. Like, if I were to, if I were to tell you, but let me just tell you this, like, but also the blessing of the Lord has been so great that he has blessed us in ways that I could not have done in a whole lifetime. Mm-hmm. Wow. Things that it would blow your mind. Mm-hmm. But then again, the Lord called us to do things that would blow your mind. <laughs> Amen. Like, <laughs> he does more no. than we could ask, think, or imagine. Like, let me, let me tell you both sides of that coin, mm-hmm. you know, because I could tell you about the blessing, but let me tell you about the sacrifice, <laughs> yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. Like, yeah. let me tell you, like, I'll tell you one thing that the Lord told me to do one time, which I don't really talk about the things that he's told us to do. But one time I bought a car, zero miles, okay? I finally paid that car off and I was like, glory, no car payment. Yeah. And the loader was like, now sew it. I was like, come, hello? (laughs) I was like, come again, Lord? Like, (laughs) did you say sew it? Like, what do you mean sew? Like, sell it cheap? No, he was like, give it. Literally, give it. Hmm. And I was like... Robo show like <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. You know, it's like I can tell you story and story and story wow. over the radical, crazy things the Lord has had us do. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know? 
Um, so it's it it's both sides. Yeah, you know. It's yeah. awesome. And you know what the, the what I just felt right now down in my spirit is like the beautiful part about your obedience is knowing that when we're getting ready to enter the kingdom of heaven and, and to meet with our Father in heaven. In that moment when, you know, just before we give our last breath here on earth, just to know and just for you to be happy and say, you know, at least I did it. At least I was obedient and not have any regret in that moment and not, not knowing like, man, like what, what would have happened if I would have been obedient or, or like, for, for example, like leaving a job or like doing that, like giving a car, like, like, man, like just having regret in that moment, you know, and I, I think it's beautiful not to have regret, you know, just just knowing that you did everything that the Lord called you to do in that moment and just, you know, going into the kingdom of God, of God with peace, mm-hmm. having peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. You yeah. know, some of the most scariest steps of faith that the Lord called me to. Like I said, it opened up really great blessings for my life. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I would never have even heard those instructions if I had mm. not been still wow. in the presence of the Lord. Amen. If I, I remember one time I was telling a person, um, you know, the Lord spoke to me and he said this and this and this. She's like, Wait, I wish he could speak to me like that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, because you mentioned also in regards to good and faithful. Mm-hmm. Well, well, what are you going to be good and faithful to? Mm-hmm. I mean, number one, yes, his Bible, the word. That's yeah. where that's like that's like Christianity 101. Yeah. yeah. Like if you don't know where to go for his direction, open up yeah. your Bible. Yeah. That's, that's step true. one. Mm-hmm. Step two, though, is get your instructions from the Lord. Yeah. Like you should yeah. be like Jesus had three and a half years of ministry and he locked away with the Lord continually. Mm -hmm. He would continually go away to be with the Lord. Yeah. To what? To get his direction for that day. If I had not known the voice of the Lord, if I had not been still in the voice of the Lord, I would not have gotten a lot of the direction that I received Mm -hmm. to lead me in the path that the Lord had set for me. Yeah. You know, but I had to be, like, I'll, I'll give you an example since you started talking about relationships. Like, my husband. First of all, <laughs> I don't know why I'm going here. <laughs> Jesus, this was not in the plan. <laughs> Wait, this is not in the agenda, Lord. Like, when I was single, I had told the Lord, I, I don't want anybody to be offended, but I had told the Lord, I do not want to marry a Mexican. I had told the Lord. I had been very adamant to God mm-hmm. about what I wanted and what I did not want. Mm-hmm. And I did not want to marry a Mexican. And I remember a man of God came to me and he was like, your husband is going to be Mexican. He's mm-hmm. like, and he will be a man of great authority. I was like, I do not receive this. <laughs> I'm going to have to pray for th- about oh this. God. Like, you know, wow. and then guess what? Lo and behold, mm-hmm. I had told the Lord, I want confirmations very specific confirmations that this is my husband. Mm-hmm. I mean, whoever is my husband, yeah. right? Here comes my husband. And no, the, the one thing that I was very adamant with God is like, my leader has to be okay with my husband. Mm-hmm. My husband has to first go through my leader because I had made such big mistakes in regards to men. I did not trust my judgment in that mm-hmm. area. So I said, my spiritual leader 
that that man has to go through him, you know? And sure enough, my husband, it's a long story, but back to back, the Lord gave me confirmations. And guess what? Yeah. My husband is Mexican. Yeah. And he's very Mexican. <laughs> with the wedding with mariachi and everything. Oh, man, he is Mexican. So you know, it's like, but, you know, if I had not been very sensitive to the leading of the Lord, wow. mm, yes. I, lean not on your own understanding. Yes. Lean not on your own understanding. The Bible says the heart is wicked above all things. The yeah. heart. Mm -hmm. So look now, look now, because we are so feeling, we are so guided by our feelings. Oh, I don't feel yeah. like I'm going to do this. Oh, I don't feel like, oh, no. Based on our feelings, when the Bible says the heart is wicked, mm -hmm. you better run your feelings through the word of God. You better yes. run your feelings through what the Lord wants. The yeah. Lord, not you. I remember when I was, again, a single, and I was like, you guys, I had... First of all, the Lord had told me to consecrate. He didn't even allow me to date. Mm. And I remember I was like, had my eye on this guy at church. Okay. Just had my eye on him. Like we hadn't even gone on a date yet. Yeah. And I went to a, to a, a church service. And again, the word of the Lord came to me through a man of God. I didn't know anybody there. And he was like, well, the, the person that you're with right now, you need to break it off because there's a lot at risk. So shut it down. And I was like, okay. So when you're really surrendered to God and you really belong to God and you're laid down for him, like the Lord will have his leash so short on you. Mm -hmm. You know, like, like narrow is the path of life. Narrow. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's narrow. Like it's really, you know, mm -hmm. It's not bright, broad and wide. When I see Christians that they do whatever they want, you know, I'm, I'm like, I question it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, really? You could just do whatever you want. I'm mm -hmm. like, that is not my testimony. Yeah. Like, I cannot do whatever I want, go where I want. Mm -hmm. Like, if I have to make a move, I have to ask the Lord. Like, what do you want, Lord? Yeah. yeah. That's what it is. Like, you talked about yeah. the Lord. Is he your Lord and Savior? Because we all want him to be our Savior. Yeah. But it's like, we just want God to be a firefighter. Just get me out of the mm -hmm. house flames. Mm -hmm. That's all you want God for. But is he your Lord? Mm -hmm. Do you belong to him? Is yeah. he yours? Are you his? Yeah. Amen. You know? Yeah. yeah, that's powerful. And, you know, it's, it's true of, like, a lot of people do say, well, the grace of God, like, his salvation, like, we don't have to work for that or anything, right? Mm -hmm. That's just by, by his... That's his gift to us, salvation, his mercifulness. But yeah, I do believe that, like, if he is our Lord, we also have to do our, the work or what he is calling us to do. Or if he's telling us, hey, this is where I want you to go. We have to be obedient. So we do have to, um, in a sense, you know, be obedient and take action to what he is telling us to do. You know, and I, I, I would go back to the story of Moses with, with, you know, when he wanted to part the sea. Where he was just praying and praying and praying and praying, asking God, like, God help us, God. Help. But then the Lord revealed to him, he spoke to him, and he was like, Moses, yeah, you're praying, you know, you're praying, and it's all good that you're praying, but get up and do it yourself. Like, he was basically telling him, like, I already gave everything you need so that you could do it. So in, in another word, he was telling him, mijo, get up, get up and you do it. Like, you do it, you know? And, and because he already gave us, he gives us his power. You know, through the Holy yeah. Spirit and 
um, you know, a works faith without works is no faith. So that's why, you know, I think it's it's true what you're saying that we have to, you know, be be very diligent and in hearing hearing his voice and his still. direction, his rod and his staff. The rod is a correction of the Lord. His staff is a direction of the Lord. Amen. You know, so that I, you know, those things that I'm just like, wow, like I think it's true. And 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 to some people and to other people, the Lord speaks louder to other people than to me. Like He's very bold. Like this is what I want you to do. I'm just like, man, like, I don't know if yeah. I could do it, but all right, Lord, like, I'll, I'll, I'll take that first step of faith. Mm-hmm. I don't know all the blueprint. It, it might seem bigger. We just started a business, me and Michelle, yeah. to support Orphanage Ministries. Just a quick example. And the Lord told me, I'll just, this is the first place that I'll disclose it. Um, the Lord told me that that product, he's going to provide through that product. Because that, that, that candle, it's a candle and it has a hidden message inside. So it's meaningful. It's intentional. The spirit of love of God is going to manifest through our business. Mm-hmm. So we're inviting people to be intentional, to bless someone with that gift. So, But the Lord mm-hmm. told me that, that it's going to get to a point where that product is going to be in Hobby Lobbies and Target and Walmart. We're going to distribute all over the country. Mm-hmm. But to me, that sounds like I, I don't know if I could even do that. But I'll tell you what, Chantel. Our first step of faith was pouring the, the candle into the vessel and we're there trying to figure it out. That's our first step. Yeah. We're taking action. We're investing. We invested Amen. in that business and we know that God multiplies. Yes. Amen. God needs a little bit of oil. He's like, give me what you have. Yeah. Give me that little oil you have because I'm getting ready to overflow. Yeah. Come on, somebody. Yes. You know, so. Yeah. And, and if I can give you just a little piece of advice is just, you know, how you said, like, the Lord showed you, you, you do this product, you know. If I could just give you a little advice is, like, keep the Lord, like, he wants to partner with you. Amen. Like, he yes. wants, he doesn't just give you the business. Like, he'll be like, I want to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to tell, I want to show you step by step by step. Yes. And I remember, like, when I had gone into real estate and I started, you know, the things were moving and the Lord was blessing me. And then I started going to all kinds of like meetings, like how to become a the uh, high performing real estate. You know, I started mm-hmm. going to all kinds of meetings. Mm-hmm. And coincidentally, during that time, it was like I was getting nothing. Mm-hmm. I was getting nothing. So I started like, you know, I know I know how to hustle. You know, I know how to work hard. Yeah. So I started going to, OK, maybe I'm not doing something right, you know, Maybe I need to go to five steps on how to become a high producer. Like I started going to all these places and my husband comes to me and he was like, you're doing real estate wrong. And I'm like, well, according to the last conference that I went to, you know, I'm like, <laughs> my husband's used to like my humor. Um, it doesn't amuse him all the time, but and he's like, you're doing real estate wrong. And I'm like, what? you know, I am a businesswoman, <laughs> right? Yeah. And he's like, no. He's like, you need to get on your face before the Lord. Mm. And wow. the Lord is going to bring you the people. Amen. Mm. And yes. I was like, so my marketing plan is to be on the carpet <laughs> with my face down on the carpet. That's my marketing plan. And my, <laughs> I literally told my husband that. And he's like, yes. Wow. Amen. That's, that's your whole marketing plan. That's your whole business plan. 
Well, Seek the Lord. He's going to bring you the people. Amen. And I, I felt that. I felt it pretty strong. Like it, that was the word that. of the Lord. Yeah, I believe that. Um, he wasn't he wasn't laughing at my jokes. I'm talking about my husband. Yeah. So I went and I was just like, stopped going to all the meetings. Stop doing all of that because that may work for the world, mm. you know, and that does work for them. Mm-hmm. So I started going, you know, seeking the Lord more, going into worship more, just going more in with the Lord. And then it wasn't even a week of doing that. And I get a phone call and it's a sister that I knew. And she was like, Chantel, she's like, I heard the voice of God while I was driving. She's like, and the voice of the Lord told me, call Chantel. She is to be your real estate agent. (laughs) And I, that sister, I helped her sell her house and I also helped her buy her house. So I got two transactions with that. And it all was because the Lord wanted me to just spend more time with him. And it was, and you know, when I had, I had, when my husband had came to me and told me, he was like, you're doing real estate wrong. I was like, wait a minute, how am I doing real estate wrong? And even though, you know, all of those, you know, how to become a high producer, all of that may work for the world. But our success as Christians is the Bible says that the Lord's blessing Mm -hmm. makes one rich. You know, it's his blessing that will cause you to prosper. So you have to get the Lord involved. You have to put him in the center of your, not just your life, but your business. Amen. So now the Lord has basically told me and instructed me, the people I send you serve them well. You know, and that, and my focus isn't the numbers, believe it or not. It's mm-hmm. the Lord. And then the Lord brings the numbers. Amen. Amen. You know, I love that because your husband, you did mention it. What your husband was telling you in other words is like, invite Jesus to what you're doing. Invite yes. him in, invite him in your business. Mm-hmm. And that, that takes me back to um, Peter and his boat, that story, because, um, you know, spent all night, he couldn't catch any fish, you know, and, and the next day in the morning, Jesus asks him, hey, can I use your boat? Now, the boat represents Peter's business because mm-hmm. that's how he would fish. Yes. That's yeah. how he would catch so he could sell. So when he invites Jesus inside of his boat, inside of his business, Jesus is the one that causes all the fish to overflow. Mm-hmm. And then he causes, you know, and the, 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 the revelation that I got out of this is like when you invite Jesus into your business, then he causes net-breaking blessings. Amen. Come on, somebody. Well, you know what what I love about that story, brother, is that Peter, expert fisherman. Yeah. Yeah. Expert fisherman. And Mm -hmm. he had spent all night toiling and working this expert fisherman and caught not one thing, Mm -hmm. did not catch one thing all night. That's true. And then the Lord tells him, he... This is how important it is to get the direction of the Lord. Again, listening to his voice yeah. is so important. The Lord told him, go out in the deep. Okay. Like yeah. where he was, was too shallow. You mm. know, you can, you can toil and work in your expertise, but what his fleshly or his carnal thinking was too shallow. Mm. It was too low. God wanted to Put him into something deeper, into something greater, yeah. into another depth. Come on. The Lord told him, go out in the deep and then cast your net on the other side. Yes. You know, and then 
And then Peter did it and then couldn't even contain yeah. the blessing. You had to call another boat. And and Peter was like, but before Peter obeyed, he's like, Lord, I've been doing this all night. You know what Peter was saying? It's like Peter Peter was like, Lord, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. I've been working all night. There's nothing out here. Mm-hmm. But the Lord was like, but at, but and and then Peter said, but at your word. Yes. But at your word. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to get the word of the Lord for our lives. Yes. Amen. You know, and Peter decided to obey the word of the Lord. Yes. He went out, obeyed the, the direction of God, mm-hmm. and then reaped a harvest he could not even contain. Amen. Amen. So what is the word of the Lord for you mm-hmm. right now? What's the word of the Lord for you? Mm-hmm. That is yeah. the most important thing is the voice of God Amen. in your life. Yes. You know? That's powerful. Yeah, that's well, I guess we're um, we want to be mindful of the time. I know we could talk more, we could yeah. share way more, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. we are thankful that you know that you, you said yes. yes. And to Amen. be honest with you, this this right here, we we honor the Lord with it. Yes. Um, we show up with excellence and commitment, you know, to serve the Lord. Amen. And we believe that this podcast, that it's going to stay in YouTube, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, and and all the the, the online media. And, you know, if it doesn't bless this generation, Chantel, then it, it, it'll bless the next generation. Amen. Amen. Or your kids' kids are going to be able to tune in one day and look back at your work. Amen. You know, and, and I, I truly believe that, that, you know, the Lord has nothing wrong with making our name great. We've seen that in the Bible with Abraham. Mm-hmm. And then he also talks about, um, I forgot the name of the woman where she gave Jesus um, that expensive perfume where she sprays it. And then people think that, that it's crazy because it's a very expensive perfume. But then the Lord says that that because of that action, that people are going to remember her because of that. Mm-hmm. You know, so the works that we do, you know, it's, it's honoring the Lord. We bring him all the praise and glory and we thank him for all that he has been doing. Mm-hmm. But the Lord has nothing wrong with when we're gone from this world. So people go back to your books or to, to this, you know, podcast and be like, wow, mm-hmm. like, Maybe, you know, your, your nietos or your grandkids, like, wow, my grandma, look at what her yeah. faith or what she was speaking. That is yeah. so awesome. And if that lives inside of her, then that lives inside of me, too. So that yeah. is the legacy that we are leaving behind. It's not yeah. so much money or physical things, tangible things. It's more of like, hey, if that lives inside of her, then it lives inside of me, too. Yeah. You know, so mm-hmm. I think that's the legacy that we're leaving behind. And I want to say thank you for you being here mm-hmm. and, yes. you know, for your effort in showing up and helping people. Because, like I said, we could talk about more. I know that you have adopted to. You have a big heart, Chantel. Mm-hmm. You have a big heart, and I know we could yes, keep do. talking about that. But we we want to acknowledge you for that, and we we see your heart, and you're a joyful giver, and you know we we see your generosity, mm-hmm. and you are a gift from God to to a lot of people here on earth, mm-hmm. you know. And and like you said earlier. With, with even with your business and stuff like that, the Lord is going to multiply it. And like you said, you're just getting started. Yeah. And, and you're young. You know, Amen. I think, I think, Amen. I think you still going on 50, 60 years. Come on, somebody. Because <laughs> age is just a mentality. If we could stay. And I've seen pastors that are like 65 and they're saying, I think I'm still, I'm just getting started. Yeah. Which is like, amen. Yeah. That's good. So, you know, so, you know, we just want to thank you again. And th- there's one final question that we ask all of our guests. And mm-hmm. it's a, a question found in the Bible. Matthew 16, 13, and it says that when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? Some said John the Baptist, others said Elijah, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. 
But then Jesus said, what about you? Who do you say that I am? And in the same way, we want to ask you, who do you say that Jesus, the son of God, is personally to you? That's that's really easy for me. So I had actually began at the beginning of this podcast telling you about how I had so much abandonment issues and how my father had left me. Mm. But the Lord to me is my father. Oh, that's so sweet. He's like, like you said all these things like, oh, your heart, you know, it's so big, you know, that. But honestly, my father, like he's been so good to me. Amen. And honestly, I live my life knowing that I'm going to be in my father's arms one day. Like literally, I love him so much. He's my father. Like he's my, he's my everything. He's my father. He's my loving father. And I am a daddy's girl. <laughs> I am like, I don't want to, I don't want to make you guys jealous, but I really think I'm his favorite. That's awesome. I'm, I'm probably one of his favorites. You are his I'm favorite. sorry, yes. you guys. Amen. I'm sorry. That's awesome. That's so sweet for yeah. you to say that. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Yes. We also like to be intentional yes. and, and invite those that are listening that, that maybe haven't received Jesus yet as our Lord and Savior. We want to give you an opportunity because we are serving the Lord and we want to serve with excellence. So yeah. we're going to lead you in, the, in what biblical principles and the Bible says that we could only that you have to confess with your mouth yeah. and believe in your heart. But the way this works is like. We're going to lead you with a prayer, and you could, that's how you confess it with your mouth. But the Bible also says you have to believe it in your heart. And the mm-hmm. way this comes into alignment is like if you believe that if, if God did it for Chantel, God could do it for you too, mm-hmm. then that yeah. starts coming into alignment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It starts coming into alignment, so now you believe it in your heart, and you're going to confess it with your mouth. So yes. go Amen. ahead, Michelle. So in Romans 10, 9, 10, it says, If you openly, openly declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord... And believe in your heart that God raised from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. So just repeat this after me. Lord Jesus, I declare with my mouth that you are my Lord. I believe in my heart that you raised from the dead and you live forevermore. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart and make you my Lord and Savior. I declare victory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. He is. We are victors, not victims. Come on, somebody. Amen. We want to ask you, Chantel, if you could close the podcast with prayer. And if, if we like to be mindful about prayer, just like in a church, when they come up to the altar and they ask, hey, what can we pray for you? Because we want to come into an agreement. Mm-hmm. And there is power in agreement. You know, the, the Bible says that when, when two or three or more come together and, and they, they come into agreement it's like a cord of um like a, a, how, the sorry, threefold cord the threefold cords thank you and you know it's harder to break mm-hmm. so we we want to pray for maybe for for a woman that 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 has that poor mentality that that spirit of of her saying well um you know i i went through a bankruptcy and it seems like the economy right now, it's going even further down. And now they, they really seems like they're in a big hole and it just gets deeper and deeper and deeper. But for you to pray for them to say that, no, your breakthrough is like right around the corner. You know, maybe we could pray for them. Amen. So I know I had touched on it briefly, but Ruth, she wasn't even a believer. 
Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys realize that. Like, Ruth wasn't of the faith. You know, Ruth, all she did was decide she was going to believe the God of her mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. And yeah. just started obeying the direction of her mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. Yes. And based on those acts of those actions, those decisions of getting closer and closer and those that decision that you're making just to seek the Lord, you know, the Lord sees every step of faith that you're taking and the Lord has plans to prosper you. The Lord, sometimes we can't see it. Sometimes we've gone through so much pain, so much failure. Like our circumstances are telling us a story. People, you know, I see this a lot where people have said such bad things that it's like a curse that has to be broken. You know, because sometimes we'll start to begin to believe what the enemy told us or start to believe, you know, what our circumstance is telling us. But if I could just encourage you to look up unto the hills from which your help comes from. The Mm -hmm. Lord is not limited by your circumstance. The Lord is not limited by your failure. Just set your eyes upon the Lord. Set your heart upon him. He can do what no man can do. He can bless you. He can turn your life completely around. I just want to say this prayer. I just want you to to literally confess with your lips and say, Jesus, help me. Help my situation. I want to believe. Help my faith, God. I I set my faith and my heart upon you, Jesus. Reveal yourself to me. Reveal your will to me, God, and help me so that I, that I can go from glory to glory, Lord. Yes. Help me, Lord Jesus, so that I can walk in your ways and with you, Father. In the name of Jesus, I pray. And I believe that. If he did it for me, I am no—I am nothing. I am nobody. All I am is just a woman that decided to be at the feet of Jesus. And that is the fruit of of everything that I am is just the fruit of being at his feet. That's all. Amen. That's powerful. Mm-hmm. We're going to put all the information on the bio for Chantel. If you guys want to reach out to her, you know, her Instagram and, um, you know, share this podcast with someone that, you know, that needs to hear the word of God. Um, you know, we, we love you know, Jesus, and we, we thank you for tuning in. It's always a pleasure to be of service to you guys. Yes, we love you guys. Take care.